I actually got the sense that now I don't I don't think this is what what will happen, but I got the sense that maybe retirement uh mm. it is a thing because you know weighing up options um like seeing what to do here like and it's a unique or like injury like it's a weird injury i can't remember the exact term um but you know like this is such a weird kind of serious injury it's and it's in the quad part of the it sounds like he's completely like destroyed it and that's not great and then you know mental health wise having to come back again after being hurt constantly i think i don't think well I am not Jamal Adams. I do not have uh, insight into his brain, but you know, there, the, the, he'll probably be going through that kind of deliberation of it's natural. I think, like mm-hmm. you know, is this meant to be with, with football, and can I go through another recovery? And also, like, will I be the same player after whatever surgery they're considering? With this being such a rare injury, like, can I actually yeah. play football again? Uh, because I don't know. If we know that, and 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 that's true. Pete Carroll's comments to me, that I, I I don't think he, I think he was careful to be drawn into saying you know, uh, anything definitive for that reason because I think there is like a a small perhaps likelihood that you know it it could be the end and you know hopefully not and also hopefully yeah Jamal is okay like mentally and and um and then physically and and then as a football player. Well, yeah, to your point, you know, with, you know, the language that Pete has been using to describe the injury, and if that is the case, that it is a very rare injury, it's something that's very serious, you know, Jamal's probably got to feel like the universe is out for him, basically, you know, it just kind of feels like, like you said, like, is this meant to be, am I actually meant to play football at this point, like, because it's just injury after injury after injury, and it's not just like, you know, one, like, exclusive season ender per year it's like multitude of injuries stacking up on top of one another over the last three years right you know because like you go back to 2020 it's the fingers it's the shoulder it's you know and then the next year it's the shoulder and everything and then now it's you know fingers again during training camp then uh now it's a knee and it's just like his whole body is just getting beat to hell and yeah, like you said, you know, it's like you got to wonder at that point, like, you know, with a knee injury, like, am I ever going to be the same guy? Like, am I ever going to be able to provide that value that makes me Jamal Adams? Am I ever going to be Jamal Adams again? You know, so, yeah, I think, you know, that that messes with a player a lot. And, you know, just the whole like having to go through rehab and, you know, maybe, you know, again, to your point, maybe, you know, Pete was hinting at something or retirement or that, you know, maybe um, Jamal is thinking about retirement because, uh, you know, and that's why they're unsure about surgery. Maybe he just doesn't want to have the surgery and he's just I'm done. surprised Pete didn't get a follow up on that. I I, yeah. I I really am. And, and you know, and maybe the surgery is complicated. Like maybe there's no guarantees of, of it being successful or being leading to, you know, being able to play football, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, unfortunate as well because he he's a terrific football player, mm. and you know I I do feel bad for him in a sense because he gets beaten around the head with the you know how much the the the, the assets the Seahawks gave up to to acquire Adams not his fault and yeah. really you know the tape which I've watched he's been a fantastic football player in Seattle 
barring a few kind of injury influenced mistakes. Um, yeah. But but they you know they get amplified because of the whole weird narrative, which which has always just been warped because of the the amount that Seattle gave up to go and get him. But yeah, th- thinking of Jamal because yeah, they they yeah. Sucks. And by the way, like, you know, it's also not the Seahawks fault in the trade either, right? Like they, you know, we know the player that uh, they thought that they were getting and we've seen him at, play at a very high level. We've seen him play at the level that they, you know, thought he was going to be at. You know, they didn't know that he was going to get injury after injury after injury after injury, right? Like they didn't know that. Sometimes you lose trades. You know, sometimes yeah, it can- just happens. You can get into the values of uh, of what a safety is. Uh, I believe it's growing in in the league, especially yeah. with like you know how that is transitioning to more middle field open looks. The safeties are really lent upon to make that uh, work from a back to front, front to back, and, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, he's much more than a safety. Like, and he's not uh, he's not a linebacker. It's so annoying no. when people say that because he can do safety aspects. He's just a chess piece, and and his pass rush ability on top of that as well. He's just a completely unique player. So the the whole value thing, like I get it, and and but also it's a bit annoying. I still um, I'm interesting to know. You know, they they said they punted on the, that draft because of COVID, which was kind of fortuitous yeah. phrasing. Uh, I still want to sort of look back and see how that whole draft did. It'll be interesting sort of two years down the line, mm-hmm. how that all pans out. But but really, like year one, NFL sack record for DB, and he did ignite the pass rush when they needed it most. Like if they'd put together a run, if they'd managed to get past Wolford <laughs> and yeah. the Rams in the playoffs, uh, and uh, you know, and put together, you know, gone to a Super Bowl, then suddenly it's worth it. But unfortunately, a lot of other things collapsed there, and Jamal himself got hurt. So, Ian wants to know: Would you summarize Adams's play style as safety, inside linebacker, and, and rotational pass rusher? He's too small to really set the edge. Uh, well, well, yeah, he's not he's not setting the primary edge, but he can set an edge as like a secondary force player, which is a safety, and he can do some inside linebacker elements and he can be a rotational pass rusher. So I've always said he's a defensive weapon, but if, if you had to call him something, he's a safety, like there's this kind of preconception kind of because of the Legion of boom, the safeties are either a, a free safety where the free safety, which the free safety used to be, the guy who aligned on the flex side of the defense. So the flex side of the defense is the dude away from the tight end. Then the strong safety used to be the guy who aligned to the solid side. So the guy to the tight end. So what, rather than calling the free safety, the weak safety, they, they called him the, the free safety because we don't want someone to be weak. If they're playing football, <laughs> they're, they're very strong. Mm. Anyway, where, where I'm going, that is then the Legion of Boom, everyone's thinking free safety is going to play single high in, in like cover three, cover one, that kind of deal, right? Mm-hmm. And then the strong safety is Cam Chancellor. He's in the box. But no mm-hmm. one called Cam Chancellor a linebacker. We, like, why did we suddenly go from, okay, we have a box safety and then, oh, it's a linebacker. But like Adams was great playing in quarters coverage last year for the Seahawks. Just no one noticed him because 
he's doing his job in too high and mm-hmm. it's not that flashy because the ball doesn't get thrown there. The quarterback sees him on the backside. They're like, okay, I won't throw that way. And then, and then it goes on, but he's doing like backside free safety kind of elements. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's playing safety. Like he, he yeah. Uh, it's just cool that he has the, the kind of, you know, blitzing ability, but then, you know, Troy Polamalu could blitz and everyone called him a bloody safety. So I don't know why suddenly the 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 narrative, you know, changed somewhat. It's kind of funny how, like, folks act like Jamal Adams is, like, the only person that does what he does. <laughs> that he's, like, this insult to safety play or something. Like, like it's, it's, it's crazy to me. It's just, like, I don't know. He's a versatile-ass player. He's a good player. Like, I don't, I don't get, I don't get, like the like people just come out of the woodwork to like talk their well, to get their takes off on Jamal well, for some reason. Well, yeah, the narrative is broken around him, and and then sort of linking back to Ian's point about uh, you know, what would you summarize him as? Why it matters that he's a safety is because you know Ian's saying he is too small to really set the edge. Yeah, he is because he's mm-hmm. a safety, like he's a safety body. He's a, yeah. he's a DB body. Oh, ultimately, he's not an inside linebacker. Because an inside linebacker still, even with how light the NFL is getting, like and and just the game in general, an inside linebacker is still like two twenty five, two thirty pounds. Like Adams ain't that. So then you can't yeah. suddenly start. Yeah, that's why positions still matter. Even though football is moving to being more positionless, even if it is about matchups and plugging guys in the right spots. Uh, but I mean, it doesn't really matter. Just de- call him a defensive weapon and and enjoy the fact he can do. A lot of things really well and then be sad because he's badly hurt 